0: What happened in South Africa, uh, due to apartheid, perhaps, or perhaps due to other factors as well, uh, people have come to view Islam as an Indian religion, and they get very confused between Islam and Hinduism and other religions as well. So you find that when they, uh, they print articles, uh, they confuse the religions, and they might uh, um, misconvey certain facts uh, Of of Hinduism as being Islam And Muslim readers often get very, very upset about that And uh, I think that they have to understand sometimes That it isn't uh, uh, intentional on the part of the reporter It's just uh, a lack of understanding And as Muslims, we have to promote understanding Um, 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 amongst other religions, interfaith understanding even. You know, we have to make resources, Islamic resources, available to our reporters uh, to give them a better understanding of Islam. And you'd find they're very, very open. Uh, They're not as closed as we'd like to think they are because uh, I've written articles as a freelance journalist about Muslims who have, uh, um, you know, uh, who, who are strong practicing Muslims. I've interviewed people who've come to the country, and I've submitted them to the Mercury, and I found the editor to be very accommodating in terms of printing them. So I think if you actually make the effort and if you give them good stuff about your religion and accurate information about your religion to print then they can be open towards it mm-hmm. um, by the same token perhaps there are people who, uh, who have come to view um, some practices of Muslims or so called Muslims as being islamic whereas they're not really islamic they don't really have a basis in islam okay and uh, as a result of which they might feel threatened by the religion and uh, maybe they give the religion some bad press i i, I don't deny that um and also what a, a muslim has to understand when they read the newspaper when they read uh, uh, newspapers like our local newspapers here you have to understand that uh, it's not always the reporter's fault there is an editor who the reporter works mm-hmm. under, and often uh, um, there's also sub-editors, and often something which... you process uh, yes, of gatekeeping. yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's hear from you now, Yusuf. What are your thoughts on biased reporting, or perhaps uh, a lack of good reporting when it comes to the Islamic faith?
2: Well, that's a real good question. I'm glad you asked me that. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I have been complaining about ever since I got into Islam, is the lack of accurate information that's available. And at the same time, the attacks that come against Islam from those who are in a position to disseminate information, those journalists and others who have a responsibility to the public to present information to help us better know what's happening in the world and what we should do about it. So I, I have those two complaints. They're not the same complaint because... In the first case, I'm talking about, of course, the Muslims themselves who haven't done the proper job mm-hmm. in putting out in front of the people what the message of Islam is truly all about. The statements that I just made to you a few minutes ago when mm-hmm. I talked about the um, uh, the word Islam. Just to tell you, the word Islam means to submit your will to God's will. Islam means... To live in peace with God and fellow man. Islam means that you're going to do what God wants you to do no matter what. And a Muslim is one who does Islam. It's from the same root. That statement that I just met, that made to you, it was an amazing thing when I encountered Islam because I, I had already believed that this should be the way of a human being, but I never dreamed that there was a religion by that name. hmm and, uh, and even today, Muslims themselves are not aware of it, not conscious of it, when they try to explain what is Islam. About the closest I've heard, somebody said, what is Islam? And a Muslim said, Islam is peace." Well, uh, probably you know this, that the word in, in Arabic is salam, not Islam. That's related, but it's not the right word. Mm-hmm. You say salam alaikum, not Islam alaikum. So the, the first job is the job of the Muslims get on the ball there's one and a half billion muslims walking around on this planet there's somebody out there that could do this job probably a lot better than i'm doing too but what i'm saying is that's where it's got to start then when these other journalists and the folks who have their particular prejudice or bias or whatever angle they're shooting at Mm -hmm. if they try to present something in the wrong way they'd be too obvious they'd get caught you couldn't get away with it uh, See, my my
1: concern, Yusuf, I'm going to cut you off there because we are running out of time. My concern is uh, when you have something like 9-11 coming out and you have leaders of a nation suddenly coming out, uh, my concern is whilst there are groups that take responsibility for actions, like terrorist actions, it's very important, particularly for the media, uh, particularly for foreign affairs in countries, not to label a faith or not to label the entire belief system, um, uh, you know, of a people.
2: Well, of course, that's the truth. I mean, you know, anybody. again, I'll tell you that the the first responsibility was the Muslims' responsibility to have this message around this planet. Because, for instance, now you and I both know that in Ireland for many years, the Catholic and the Protestants have been going at it, people are still dying over there. Mm-hmm. and yet nobody is saying that the Catholic faith is encouraging this kind of a, a terrorism, nor are they going to tell you the Protestants are supposed to be doing terrorism to each other, yet they do it all the time and they do it in the name of their religion. Mm-hmm. But the where this makes a connection is because you, you are mixing a number of things together. You have a few people that are very, very interested in a financial gain out of things that happen in the world, you have some politically motivated people that want the power, the glory, the fame, and what goes with that. Then you have uh, other people out there that are just kind of bent, uh, you know, in a weird direction, just like the people that see some people suffer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which side of the water they're on, uh, I'm gonna call them all terrorists that are involved in it. Whoever causes innocent people to suffer or die, then uh, these people are they're not, they can't find any support for that in the Bible not the Old, not the New Testament, not the Last Testament of the Quran. None of them are going to support that you can do that. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how in the world would anybody say that uh, Jesus told people to be terrorists? Yet you will find verses in the Bible that clearly say Jesus came with a sword. He said, I came with a sword. And he said that he came to set the child against the parent, etc. But he doesn't mean that that, that terrorism is something it's talking about here. It was uh, obviously talking about in belief. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So Uh, we don't even have that in the Quran. So how could somebody get
1: that? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Yusuf, we've got to take some calls now, so I'll ask you to please hold the line while we hear what the rest of South Africa has to say with all the great things that you've uh, talked to us uh, about this evening. So uh, we'll talk to you in a short while. 089-310-8789 89 310 is the number to call if you'd like to contribute to the show tonight. Let's go qu- uh, straight to Cape Town where we ch- uh, say good evening to
3: Mohammed. Uh, good evening to you and um, Asalaamu Alaikum to your guests.
1: Asalaamu um, Alaikum,
0: um, alaikum.
3: Um, You know, I honestly pre- present agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, I really want to create a lot of you, you know, for having such programs. We, you know, we can speak openly about different religions. Mm. and different festivals and religious um, occasions. Um, I think it's very important, especially at this time, you, you know, when the situation in the world is as it is. And I think um, when we speak, you know, we'll understand. Um, I 100% agree with you, you know, I think the problem is today that, you know, um, uh, if you look at the percentage, where well, a small percentage of people are committing, crimes mm. who Muslims and yet the whole religion, you know, is painted with it. Sadly that is the case. But you know, we we have to continue the dialogue and I think, you know, um last night, you know, we had prison prison Beki at one of our um um breaking the fast mm-hmm. the evenings and you know, um you know we are very appreciative that as Muslims, you know, we live in a country with other religions. You know, we are the hospital Anglican arts piece also there and you know that is what we have to do we have to really deep, uh, come together with other religions and speak about the situation and speak mm. out about against terrorism and speak out against wars you know illegal invasions and then you know we can un- understand each other we you know the problem is and, and the fear that I have today is that you know we picking people are beginning to pick sides now and that is really mm-hmm. worrying. We, you know, you, you find Muslims, I've met many Muslims, they never supported September 11th, they were against September 11th, but because of the war in Iraq, now they the support groups, you know, like Al-Qaeda, and that, that frightens me as a Muslim, mm. because, you know, I feel that, it, you know, where can this lead to, you know, that and, and, and that is the type of thing, we have to come together as religions mm. and be an example for the rest of the world. In South Africa, I think, as Muslims, we live in, a free and and, and beautiful country kind of where we can practice our just freely and alongside other religions. So, uh, uh,
1: Mohammed, if I remember you correctly, you you've called in a, a few times before. Um, you've yeah, yeah. studied abroad. Um, the one thing that I've, I'd like to bring to your attention is this is this is my the way I see things. Um, and I don't know if you're going to agree but disagree. Yeah, yeah. But when we talk about religion in general, whether it's Islam or yeah. Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism. Yeah. People build up their own walls of defense. Uh, They back into their corners and almost start their mental fight, which becomes a verbal debate. Um, Everyone gets very hot and heavy when it comes to religious talk. What about, um, you know, we we were talking about this tonight, and by no means are we wanting people to convert to the religion or or support one religion against the other. Uh, Do you think that uh, um, people are not open to religious education? just to uh enhance some kind of understanding of our neighbors, of our community, of the type of people that make up our rainbow nation. Let's forget about uh, outside South Africa for a moment and and focus on our own community. Do you think that we're really open to that kind of conversation? Uh What's it like in Cape Town? Because that's where you're yes, from. You
3: know, I think that is a, a brilliant question because, you know, in Cape Town we are very fortunate. You know, you have Muslims with a family with Christians, you know. um, You have neighbors, all my neighbors, particularly almost all my neighbors that I'm living is, is Christians mm-hmm. and people who don't believe in any religion. So what I'm saying is that, you know, here in Cape Town you have the Cape Malay people but they live with the other people, you know, with mm-hmm. the Christians, you know, I know in the islands and places like that you have the Hindus as well and, you know, even Jewish people. So, so what I'm saying is, you know, we understand each other more and there's no Islamophobia or no, or no anti-Christian feeling. Mm-hmm. or anything like that and that's what that's what makes our country such so amazing because what i'm trying to say is that you know you don't get this in nigeria i've been to nigeria you know you have the north that are Muslim, you have the south a christian mm-hmm. and there's constantly you know terrible things happening between the two religions you know and you go to indonesia as well you know have christians and muslims we constantly fighting each other you know and this is we we South Africa can be an example mm-hmm. for the rest of the world.
1: Well Mohammed, thank, you very, thank you very much for your call.
2: Go on record now. Call Krivani on 089-310-8789.
1: That's right, and Praveena Maharaj is standing by to screen your calls. You can call now. We've got about uh, 23 minutes or so left in the program. Uh, Just a reminder to who you're talking to tonight. In studio here in Devon, I've got Fatima Asmal, who's a freelance broadcast and print journalist. And then joining us on the line live from Washington, D.C. this evening is uh, Sheikh Yusuf Estes, a national Muslim chap Uh, chaplain who's uh, currently in uh, Washington, D.C., where he's uh, managing online websites dealing with the subject of Islam. Um, Yusuf, I'm not sure if at all you were able to hear that call.
2: Oh, I heard it perfectly. You're doing a great job. We're listening to you on your Internet website. (laughs) Uh, You might give a plug for that because that's an excellent way to observe your program around the world.
1: Well, it's www.lotusfm.co.za. Thanks for giving okay. that a plug, too.
2: Um, yeah, well, turnabouts, fair play. Now it's my turn. <laughs> www.islamalways.com. Our websites are open 24 hours a day and always plenty of free parking.
1: <laughs> um. I uh, have to say that, uh, for those of you who don't know, I spent about half an hour on the telephone with uh, Yusuf. I think I laughed for about 20 minutes of the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I beg your pardon? I hope it was the studio line, no, not the home line. It was, it, was, it was up at the office, and I just laughed for, for 20 minutes of, of the 30 minutes, and uh, wondrous that I actually got some work done for tonight's show. But, uh, uh, Yusuf, let's get to the issue of... Um, you know, when, when we're talking about religion, that people get defensive.
2: Okay. Now, let's look at something about the human being, because religion is actually very largely dealing with the subject of faith and emotion. And faith is going to be based on what a person believes according to what they understand from their surroundings and what they've grown up with. mm mm-hmm. It's a very much, you ask psychologists about this and they will tell you that people very much fray, are afraid of or fear that which they don't know. There's more fear of an unknown than there is of knowing what something is because there's a tendency to really overstate the case of the enemy if you don't really know what the enemy is. Mm-hmm. So when a person is dealing with the subject of Belief. They've gone through a part of their life where they've tried to put belief together and understand what belief is, and it's highly, highly subjective. It comes from the influence of the environment and the people around you. Therefore, whenever you are an, a mature adult going around the planet, a lot of what you're really talking about is what's been pumped into your brain by those people that you grew up with, the people you love, respect, honor. And with that in mind, if somebody counters something you say about belief or religion, immediately you're going to say, well, this is not what I was taught by the people I love and respect. So who are you to come up and say that my grandmother is wrong? Or who are you to say my uncle doesn't know what he's talking about? I love my preacher, my pastor. He's the sweetest, greatest thing. And you're, you know, you must be the devil to be speaking out like (laughs) that. So that's, that's the psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. But when you can set aside these emotions and just take a blank sheet of paper and then write down what is provable, what's testable, what can I actually say exists and doesn't exist, then you can get to the bottom of it. Now, Mm -hmm. the problem you're going to have next, though, is you're going to have those who will say, well, this is the way a scientist approaches it, and they don't believe in God. And I will tell you that the Muslim is a scientist, Because that's a part of being a real Muslim, is to investigate, prove, and then live up to what you know to be true.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Yusuf, very quickly, as you know, uh, we are pressed for time You're a Christian preacher who then converted to Islam uh, You come from Texas, which, let's be honest, has often been called the home of racism um, You live in the South, often referred to as the Bible Belt What's been the reaction uh, to not only your conversion to the Islamic re- uh, religion But the work that you now currently do?
2: Well, first of all, I will tell you that most of the people And this is in the United States. Most of the people in the United States are good people, and most of them are reasonable, most of them are able to adjust and say, well, okay, if this is something somebody wants to do. But then you have a few people that fall into one or two categories. Either they're just kind of ignorant or they're Mm -hmm. kind of foolish. Mm -hmm. And from those people, the ignorant and the foolish, I've experienced some rejection. I've had them come up to me and threaten me and say things. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy. I used to be a fighter when I was young, and so mm-hmm. I don't worry about that. But still, it, it hurts my feelings, and it bothers me when somebody comes up to me and it happens. Because I dress like Muslims do in the Middle East. I like to do that. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. And so I'm out there putting gas in my car at a convenience store, and the guy goes by in a pickup truck, him and his buddies, and they holler out, go back where you came from. Mm. well i got news for you i have been, my family been in this country here in the united states of america since 1670 so Mm. um i am
1: where i came from
2: that's right Mm. you got that right but um then i've had people say bad things to my wife and and why do you dress like that and things like this but She's so patient, she'll go up and, and they'll stare at her in a restaurant or something. She'll just walk over and give her a give them a business card. And she'll be <laughs> polite to them and say, would you like to know more? And, uh, many oh. times the women love that. They just love my wife so much because she's so sweet, you know? Mm-hmm. And she'll go over and start talking to them, and the next thing you know, she's sitting with them, and I'm sitting there by myself.
1: Well, it's almost recorded tonight. We've got one more caller on the line. Uh, keep those calls coming in, by the way, on 089-310-8789. Yusuf, talk to you in another short while. Let's chat now to Aisha in Johannesburg. Good evening, Aisha. Good evening, Aisha. Let's uh, see if the line's working. Aisha, are you, in the line? Are you yes, on the line? I oh, can hear you now. Great stuff. Listen, I
0: just want to tell you, so Islam also means I shall love all mankind. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple religion. People who don't understand Islam make it
2: difficult. Mm-hmm. That's all for the evening. Well, Thanks for your <laughs> wonderful program.
1: Well, thank you, Asha, for calling through.
2: Tell Yusuf I said, Assalamu uh,
1: We'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's exactly a quarter to uh, 9, 15 minutes left in the talk show. When we return from the ad break, we continue to chat to Fatima and uh, Sheikh Yusuf Estes, but also Dr. Mthia Suleiman and then a surprise uh, radio uh, jockey, disc jockey or radio jock or uh, a DJ, (laughs) a surprise DJ will be on the line to uh, wish you um, a happy Eve. And if you want to find out who that is, you best stay tuned that's coming up in about 10 minutes or so but stay tuned we'll be back after this Latest FM goes global
4: over now announced- W- to set co FM m76 Playing the music you love to hear. Remember the good old days of tequila rock bungras? We're back! Yeah. This time at a bigger and better venue in Midwest. We dance clothes, bungra, RD, hip hop, commercial, and old school are DJs, including the legendary Manic mm-hmm. Special guest appearance for us at Dion Chetty Saturday, 5th November. Forget the rest, Kao Teng's pioneer in authentic bungra parties are back. Up Celsius, 16th Avenue off New York, Brook For the details, call 0837517415. Brought to you by Damlin Midran.
0: <laughs> if it's loud and proudly South African, it's Lotus.
2: 87.7 to 106.8 nationwide.
4: The Shoprite Soccer Skills Challenge is rocking as the best of the best say goodbye to the wannabes and could have been. If you haven't entered yet, remember the ball is 9 dollars and the street card $1.99 at a Shoprite store nearest to you. See you at Shoprite for March 2 on 5 November. Queer hacha! Shoprite, official supplier to the SA soccer supporter. This is just like my mother's cooking. Tastes like the succulent, tender mouth-watering cooking I remember my mother making. (laughs) He doesn't
1: know. I've done what
0: his mother does. I've gone to Copper Chimney and got the food that will make any man's taste buds
1: think of his mother's cooking.
4: Copper Chimney for cooking that puts taste into food. Copper Chimney. stores at Queen Street, Durban, Chatswood Center, Gateway, and now in Randall's Road Overport. Copper Chimney for cooking that puts taste into food.
0: If it's loud and proudly South African, it's Lotus.
2: 87.7 to 106.8 nationwide. Just for the record, join Krivani Pillay, weekdays 8 to 9 p.m. only on Lotus FM.
1: And you only have 13 minutes left to call through on 089-310-8789. And uh, let's go into our next uh, segment tonight uh, as the show draws to a close. For practicing Muslims, the holy month means that they're expected to abstain during daylight hours from food, drink. Uh, smoking, uh, sexual activities, to focus on spiritual introspection. The Quran allows for two uh, exceptions to that rule, those who are sick or traveling. Um, uh, Children are also exempted. Uh, But when that devastating earthquake, I beg your pardon, hit Pakistan recently, it was still not reason enough to break the faith of a nation. Joining me now is founder of the Gift of the Givers, uh, Dr. Imtia Suleiman, who recently returned from a relief mission to the country. Good evening, Dr. Dr. Suleiman, and welcome to the program. Dr. Suleiman, yes? Hi, you're welcome to the program.
5: Thank you very
1: much. Now, you have recently returned from uh, Pakistan, and one of the most interesting things that, uh, when I was chatting to you, said it was probably one of the most uh, emotional missions that you've been on. But the other thing that not only you but other um, media workers around the world realize, that uh, many of the earthquake survivors, uh, given their circumstance, still kept their fast during the holy month or are still keeping their fast. Yes,
5: very much so. Ramadan is discipline. You know, the essence of Ramadan is discipline. And discipline is tested in times of adversity.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And in fact, in Islamic history, some of the great battles were fought during the month of Ramadan. And really, the hardiness of the Kashmiri people, you where know, it was exhibited that they have stood the test of time in terms of discipline, but amazing, more amazing than the fact that they were fasting, is when I was in one of the areas, you know, and I got lost, my truck driver got lost. Mm-hmm. And in the area, when we were standing and distributing blankets and tents to them, they actually asked us, now this is very, very amazing. They, they, this whole mountain had collapsed. Mm-hmm. There were landslides and the houses were completely fallen down. There was no dwelling that survived. These men, women, and children were standing outside. They had absolutely nothing. And then, whilst we were distributing stuff to them, they said, have you broken your fast? Can we offer you something? You're a guest in the country. You have to break your fast. And I'm thinking to myself that these people are so conscious of the fast in spite of the tremendous tragedy Mm -hmm. that they've been through. It was really, really, and that's when I said emotional. It was emotional in many, many ways, and this was one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now what for you was the greatest message coming out of that uh, Whilst you were there to give not only uh, medical uh, rescue um, As well as uh, provide food and wa- the much needed food, water and shelter um, But having to deal with all of uh, you know, people losing limbs And then still keeping their fast And, and looking out for, for their fellow brothers and sisters
5: Well patience, you know, I think the messages came out Well there were a few messages one is the discipline in Ramadan itself that this happened. The fact that, uh, you know, the, the patients that they went through all the difficulty, they lost family members. One, the father at one of the, our te- uh, camps, a father brings a, a child and says, look, look after this child. I'm going back and he's walked for about 48 hours mm-hmm. to the mountains. And he says, I'm going back to receive one of my daughters, you know, that has died in the rubble to bury her, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so the patience of the people, in Islam we call it sabbath. It is a very intense form of patience. And that kind of message and the third thing from my point of view is gratitude that you know you have so much uh, gifts from God Almighty you have, we have shelter, we have food, we have water, and we have so many uh, benefits and we should appreciate what we have because when you compare to what they had and what they've lost to compare to what we have it is a time for absolute gratitude especially in this month of Ramadan so there were very few, many messages and the other thing is when anybody is in need you know respond to them in the best way you can as soon as you can because one day there's a possibility that you may be in the same predicament and your children and your wife and your family would require some kind of assistance and you'll be waiting for the world to respond to you, you know, Mm. how you have responded to other people.
1: Mm. Well, I just learned not so long ago that the word Islam is not a noun, it's a verb. And I think you are one of the people who belong to the Islamic faith who really do action uh, what the, your faith brings out in you and, and besides being a member of the Islamic faith It's just wonderful to have you a member of the human race Thank you so much Dr. Imchar Suleiman For uh, telling us your experiences in Pakistan Thank you Kravani Have a good evening thank Good you. night oh, thank you. Now uh, joining me on the line now Is someone who's certainly no stranger to you He keeps you company on the weekend And very soon on the weekday Let's say good evening to Fahim Jamadar. Good evening Fahim Welcome thank to the program
4: Hey Kravani, how are you doing today?
1: Very good, thank you Thank you uh,
4: tell us what does Ramadan mean for you you know I, before I tell you what Ramadan means to me um, I've been listening to your studio guest uh, sister Fatima and mm-hmm. uh, brother Yusuf and I can com- I will agree completely with what he might say mm-hmm. and also with uh, what brother Yusuf says and I like what he says and, and I think we should get him down to Africa we need to engage with him on various other levels
1: well, he, is, I mean, coming he is coming to South Africa. He coming to South Africa, and we've got an exclusive on the show.
4: <laughs> Excellent. You know, you're, you're taking it right off my mind. But, you know, I, I, I'm skeptical when people say that they're fighting, you know, in the name of religion. Because mm-hmm. no religion I know uh, condones or subscribes to violence.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Also, the fact you, know, you spoke about um, the negative publicity that Islam receives in the media. Mm-hmm. It does. However, Islam is still the fastest-growing religion in the world today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that, you know, although there is negative publicity, people still see the light. Okay. The,
1: uh- Fahim, uh, yeah. you know, for, for you particularly, as a young South African, um, as, a, as a member of the Islamic faith, uh, you're also a role model uh, for perhaps people of Indian origin, South Africans of Indian origin here. Uh, you're probably a role model for people who want to get into the broadcast industry. So, uh, you know, being uh, somebody who's uh, in the limelight all the time, but also uh, keeping and staying true to your faith, um, do you you know tell us about how how you balance both?
4: Well, I see myself firstly as being a Muslim.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, over and above everything, I'm a Muslim first, and after that, I'm an Indian South African.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, with the month of Ramadan, it's a month of fasting, and you know, people look at fasting as just being you know where you stay away from food. It's mm-hmm. not only about being hungry the whole day. The point of staying away from food is you're hungry, you feel what it is like to be when one doesn't eat food, and, you, and there's more compassion toward poor people. Okay, but besides fasting with your, your mouth, and not eating food. You fast with your hands, you don't do anything bad. Okay? You fast with your eyes, you don't look at anything bad. You fast with your mouth again and you don't speak bad. You fast with mm-hmm. your legs, and don't go to places that are regarded as bad. So it's a complete fast where one changes one's normal so-called lifestyle. The things that one does
6: mm-hmm. where, in,
4: during the other 11 months of the year, you don't do Ramadan. And the aim of that is to then to achieve those, those good things you doing, those good habits you've been cultivated within that month, mm-hmm. and to spread over the rest of the year. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and very quickly uh, for him, uh, we're not sure whether the moon has been sighted, but your message during the holy month.
4: Well, well, it's been confirmed that tomorrow is not Eid. It will be on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it will be on Friday. I think you know, to everybody celebrating uh, Eid on Friday, uh, Eid Mubarak. And may this, uh, you know, and, and you know, it's, uh, Diwali was yesterday as well, you know, even with Diwali as well, you know, there's all festivities, good moods, good feelings, brotherhood, camaraderie. And we should let this feeling of brotherhood and good feelings not only linger with us during these times, mm. but it should be with us throughout the year. You know, we tend to, even when it comes to Mother's Day and these events, we mm-hmm. tend to focus on that event. We love our moms, we love our dads, and after that it's one of those things. But we should be loving towards our parents, our family, and the rest of mankind, not only today and tomorrow, but for the rest of the year.
1: Nicely said there, that was Fahim Jamada, Lotus FM DJ, and uh, he takes his place very soon on the weekday lineup here on Lotus FM. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Fahim
4: all mine. and all right. catch for catching
1: me from Monday hey? yay we'll do we'll do You're take good. care good night Goodbye. you can join for him Monday to Friday 9 to 12 right here on Lotus FM unfortunately the show has drawn to a close we cannot take any more calls so uh, apologies for those of you who are trying to get through now so we'll go straight to Washington DC allow Yusuf an opportunity to share with us his closing thoughts
2: well it's been a great opportunity for me to be with you on this occasion, and my thought is that we should look for some way to do this again sometime. But certainly this month of Ramadan is drawing to a close much faster than I would have liked. It mm-hmm. seems as the time goes so quickly in these times, and I would love for a chance. By the way, I'm coming down to you guys, God willing, in one month. I'll be down there uh, with the, it's called IPCI, mm-hmm. and we'll be touring all over South Africa. I want to meet you, young lady, and I want to see <laughs> you guys, and and let's uh let's uh, we can go to eat then because it won't be Ramadan. Well, we <laughs> <you laughs>
1: certainly are <laughs> going to have an opportunity to join me live in the studio, and perhaps by then we'll get a whole lot of Lotus FM listeners to join us here at the SABC for a live broadcast. Uh, how does that sound to you?
2: Oh, that would be so wonderful. I love your your listeners, because they, they're intelligent, educated people, and I like that. I like to talk with them. I hope they'll <laughs> fill up your phone lines while I'm there, and we'll just have a great time.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Yusuf. Uh, uh, thanks for making the time to talk to us. We know there's a time difference, and uh, we appreciate uh, the time that you've taken uh, this last hour.
2: Thank you again. And may Allah guide and make easy all those who seek truth and want to be with him, I ask the Lord to
1: guide all of us. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Yusuf, and I wish you all of the very best uh, during your Eid celebrations. Okay, he's already uh, put the phone down, but that was Yusuf. Uh, Estes from the United States a National chaplain, Muslim chaplain, and now in studio we've got with us uh, Fatima Asmal Fatima, your closing thoughts on the show tonight.
0: Well, I'll just second what he said I'd invite everybody to make the most of him while he's here because we really need to promote an understanding between religions here and I can't think of anybody better who does it, uh, anybody who does it better than Sheikh Yusuf does because, mm-hmm. you know, he does it with humor, but with truth, and he's backed up by knowledge as well, mm-hmm. and really that's what we need because people need to see that Islam isn't This uh, militant uh, religion Mm -hmm. It's actually a religion Which is a very human religion It's a very natural religion And for those of us Who subscribe to it It's actually a way of life Mm -hmm. And I think that he uh, articulates All of this very effectively Mm -hmm. So I would urge people Who want to know more About the religion To make the most of him Whilst he's in this country Mm
1: -hmm. And most certainly That kind of attitude uh, transcends any religion Or any community group I think it's in the approach In which And the manner in which You talk to your people That would get them Engaged in a subject or uh, pique their interest um, For me, uh, when we when we even think about doing a program on religion uh, It's almost uh, you, you're sailing over sensitive seas So just be careful I think we need to move away from that And just be open to dialogue Like one of our callers said earlier on So hopefully we opened up some dialogue in the last hour And I've got to thank you, Fatima For helping us with that dialogue it So thank a you pleasure. very much Thank you Thanks And a great thank you To once again Sheikh Yusuf Estes National Muslim Who's based in Washington D.C. In the United States As well as, as, well as Fatima Asmal Who's a uh, Freelance Broadcast And print journalist And then A big thank you To the founder Of The Gift of the Givers Dr. Imtia Suleiman, Who shared his experience Of the Pakistan Disaster during The holy month Of Ramadan As well as To Fahim Jamada Lotus FM DJ And then to all of you Who call through And contribute to, to the program tonight. Now, just a quick teaser as to what's going on tomorrow night between 8 and 9. Now, do you remember in May 2004, um, after he was re elected for the second term in office, President Thabo Mbeki delivered uh, a second State
6: of the Nation address?